You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. This is Lawrence Colletti. I'm the producer and host for today's show, which is being recorded on location during the ABA mid-year meeting at the George R. Brown Convention Center in downtown Houston. Joining me now is Mr. Orlando Lucero, who is the vice chair for the section of Real Property, Trust, and Estates Law. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Lawrence. Now, you're a volunteer for the ABA, is that correct? I am. All right. Well, I want to ask you about your professional life. So where do you work and what do you do? Well, I'm a real estate lawyer, and I work as the New Mexico Underwriting Counsel for Stewart Title Guarantee Company, which actually is headquartered here in Houston. Oh, great. So not a very far trip for you. Not at all. So now you're the vice chair of the section of real property, trust and estates law. And so I want to ask you about the duties and responsibilities that the vice chair has. Well, the vice chair is one of the, as a member of the executive committee, and uh, once you're elected to the vice chair position, you're um, on the ladder to become chair of the section. And so, as the vice chair for the real property division, I oversee all of the real property related groups, which uh, develop a lot of substantive content, CLE programs, ECLE programs, publications. So, uh, really, the vice chair uh, oversees a lot of the development of the content of the real property side of our section. Okay, now I've talked to some of the other sections and divisions, and uh, they have like commissions and committees and things like that underneath the main body, and so it, it represents some of the projects that are on. Does uh, the section of uh, real property, trust, and estates law have a s- similar structure? Uh, exactly, a similar structure. We have groups uh, within each of the real property and trust and estates division. And then underneath those groups are the particular substantive committees. So, for example, we have a residential group. So that residential group deals with different aspects of residential housing. So we have a single-family residential committee, an affordable housing committee, a special housing committee. So, and that's basically our structure. Okay. And about how many uh, members do you have? We have about 20,000 members about 20, or so. That's a pretty healthy sized group within the ABA. We are one of the larger sections. Oh, fantastic. One of the things I wanted to ask you too, because uh, we're asking this of all the, uh, the sections and divisions, to talk about some of your, uh, your, your member benefits and programs. Well, our member benefits relate a lot around the substantive content that we provide. So we have live CLE programming. We have... ECLE programming. We have uh, Probate and Property, which is our section's magazine. And so that's some of the content that we deliver. And of course, through our meetings and our leadership opportunities, we have a lot of opportunities for participants in our section to network with each other, to develop professional relationships. And, you know, ultimately those uh, benefit you professionally in your job. Okay. I want to talk about uh, the member benefits and programs that are coming in 2015 and 2016. A couple of things we are working on. Uh, We are working on what is called the Trusts and Estates Law video, as well as a real property video. So these are programs that are designed more towards the younger uh, lawyer, more of a fundamentals-focused kind of content. We also have developed a fundamentals program Uh, that is being provided as an ECLE program over the course of six months. So those are some of our immediately coming up projects. Okay, sounds pretty busy. We are. 
Great. So let's get to it because I, I know this is something that uh, that you're pretty proud of. So uh, I definitely want to talk about it. Uh, we did a little uh, pre-interview and you gave me a little bit of information. It sounds like a wonderful program. Let's talk about the Hispanic Homebuyer video. Sure. Well, this is a project that we have been working on for about a year and a half, and it's a collaborative project with the ABA's Commission on Hispanic Legal Rights and Responsibilities. About a year and a half ago, the Hispanic Commission issued a report that had several different topic discussions around issues affecting Latinos in the United States. And one of those topic areas was around housing. And what the report showed, among other things, was that Latinos were disproportionately affected by the housing crisis, by the mortgage crisis. And out of that report, we started some discussions with the Hispanic Commission, basically around the issue that there seemed to be a lack of good information about the home buying process available to consumers in Spanish. Okay. There's a lot of resources out there on the internet and otherwise, but mostly targeted to the uh, English-speaking consumer. So we felt that if we could develop some good content targeted towards the Latino market and in Spanish, that that would be a valuable uh, service. Um, this project meshed well with one of our section's missions to uh, try to help the underserved communities in our country. And so we embarked on this uh, project that ultimately resulted in the creation of about a 19-minute video in Spanish that provides certain key points about the home buying process. And it includes the importance of selecting good advisors, how you go about doing that, talks about different kinds of financing options that are available, and sort of the benefits and risks that are associated with different loan products, as well as some key points to consider within the actual sale and purchase agreement for a home. And, uh, you know, this production, obviously, it took some time and investment in there, but how long did it take to put this together? Uh, the actual process of sort of what I would say we started with the script writing process to the actual production was about a year. We had to develop the ideas for the script and the main topic areas for the script. But then, of course, the script itself had to be written, and we worked with some professional script writers as part of that process. We were working with a production company that uh, helped us identify the actors but um, one of the things that I really amazed me about this whole process is how much effort really goes into creating a product like this and gave me a whole new appreciation around the video production process. Well, it's also a teaching tool. And so I think in addition to producing something for entertainment, I think the additional challenge of making it educational, clear, and concise must add a lot of effort to the task as well. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And that was really part of our challenge. You want to be able to impart information and good information, but you have to make it uh, at least entertaining enough that somebody wants to sit through it and not just be listening to talking heads talking about this issue. So, so it's really, uh, the video is really a story of a Hispanic couple uh, who decide they need to buy a house, they want to buy a house, and then we go through the process with them. And um, if you watch the video, it has a very uh, cute and surprise ending. 
Oh, great, great. Now, I want to uh, change gears a little bit and uh, ask you a personal question here. Now, I'm looking at your card that you handed me before the interview, and it says, the bow tie guy. So right. now, now I obviously, we're doing a podcast, and you can't immediately see it, but it will be on our social media channels. I'll get a picture of you. How did this happen? Yeah, you're wearing a bow tie right now. I am. Okay, and this, what's the history behind this? Well, the history behind it is that I've always uh, worn bow ties during my professional career. And probably starting about 10 or 12 years ago, I pretty much just uh, started wearing bow ties exclusively. And uh, being in the title insurance business, being a little bit in a non-traditional legal practice, it is very important ultimately for uh, someone to develop a brand, to get known in some fashion. And so at some point along this path, um, I started calling myself the bow tie guy. And uh, my uh, car license plate says bow tie. I have a, a hashtag that's tied to bow ties. So now, actually, if people, if you mention the bow tie guy, I hope and I think that a lot of people actually think of me. And I hope that beyond thinking of me, they think that I have a particular value proposition. So it's not just that I'm the bow tie guy, but I'm, I'm the bow tie guy who knows quite a bit about title insurance. Well, that's a great marketing uh, gimmick there, but I think you've built some uh, brand equity and, uh, you know, I think you perhaps maybe bring the bow tie back into general use. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm always been a trendsetter, so. There you go. One of the questions I'm asking uh, most people that come on and do these special reports with us here at the ABA mid-year meeting is uh, about what you've been able to get out of uh, being part of the section of real estate trusts and estates law, because it's important to volunteer and the ABA does some wonderful work, but, uh, you know, for those listeners, and our listeners are mostly legal professionals that are thinking about getting involved or perhaps on the fence, can you share with us some of the best benefits, at least for you and your career, about being involved with the ABA? For me, really, uh, my involvement with the ABA stems back about 25 years or so when I got involved with the Real Property Trust and Estate Law section. Over the years, I've kind of worked myself up the ladder from being just the vice chair of a committee and moving on up. But for me, what has been particularly valuable, particularly coming from a smaller market like Albuquerque, New Mexico, is that it has given me access to tremendous resources that I might not otherwise have available to me in terms of just substance and substantive comment. But more importantly for someone like me has been the friendships and the relationships that I have built uh, over time. When I was in private practice, but now even uh, working at the title company, uh, I get referrals from many of my national friends and colleagues. And so for me, it has brought a very direct professional and economic benefit throughout my entire career. And certainly some of my closest friends uh, are friends that I have made through the section. So for me, that's what it's been all about. Well, I know that we're running out of time and you've got to get to your next meeting, but I want to thank you for joining us today all the way from uh, the land of enchantment. So thank you so much for contributing. If our listeners wanted to get a hold of you and ask some questions, how can they reach you? The best way to reach me is my phone number is 505-242-4221 or my email is orlando.lucero at Stuart. Dot com and Stewart is S T E W A R T. 
This has been another edition of Special Reports. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Until next time, thank you for listening. Thanks, Lawrence. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.